KGLP, Bernie Dodson. This is the Gallup News Hour. KGLP 91.7. I'm here today talking with Mayor, Gallup Mayor Louis Boniguidi and Bill Lee, the Executive Director of the Gallup McKinley County Chamber of Commerce. Today we'll be talking about the coronavirus and its impact on Gallup businesses, the economy, and generally the city. Can we start with both introducing yourselves, the mayor, first? Oh, okay. Thank you, Bernie. My name is Louis Bonaguidi. I am the mayor of Gallup. I'm also a lifelong resident of Gallup. my family, my children, uh, and they're not really kids anymore. Uh, the oldest is like 47, 47, no, 49, 47, and 41. And uh, all three of them, these kids have, ch- have chosen uh, to make Gallup their home. So uh, uh, the progress of Gallup or what we've been through has really been important to me. I've got my grandkids here, so uh, I am concerned about the welfare of our community. Um, Bill Lee, much like the mayor, born and raised on the great green chili of Gallup, New Mexico, <laughs> born at the old St. Mary's Hospital, um, part of a family that's four, five generations strong here in the Gallup area. Unlike the mayor, unfortunately, my daughters have not chosen to move back to Gallup yet. I'm still hopeful for that, and especially the daughter with my three grandchildren, but, um, been with with the Gallup McKinley County Chamber of Commerce now this time around if you add on the previous stint for about 12 years so um, believe in our community love our community and and all that Gallup is uh, and just to, as an aside Bill was at one time uh, county McKinley County manager and the mayor owns a business in downtown Gallup um, generally and this question is to the mayor first and build in you. What has been the impact that the coronavirus has had on Gallup and greater McKinley County? And what word would you put on the impact, on its impact, as far as the well-being of big and small businesses and generally the city? Well, it, uh, it, it definitely had a disastrous effect when it hit us, because it, I think we were shut down for all businesses in Gallup were shut down for like six or eight weeks. No, no. You think was that more so based on a precaution, or was it the fact that the, the caseload was so high, something had to be done to prevent the cases from even going further up? Well, it or was a, it was a decision made by the governor. This isn't the lockdown that we had for twelve days. This is. This was already going on. Every business was shut down except essentials, which basically Walmart and, and, and grocery stores. So, yes, that definitely affected every business in the community. Inclu- uh, including yours. Including mine, very definitely. I mean... Uh, uh, City Electric, by the way. City Electric mm-hmm. Shoe Shop. <laughs> but it, it it affected all businesses. I, I, I can't think of anybody that... that uh, I mean, uh, it hurt. It hurt... Uh, not only the businesses, but the community itself. I mean, when you can only do business with the essential businesses, uh, uh, it affects everybody. Yeah, you know, I, I think that we will uh, long remember that time, and um, hopefully we've learned some great lessons because I, I don't think we're out of the woods yet. Um, we've got a new variant 
Um, the possibility of more closures or more mandates is certainly looming large out there. And uh, hopefully that through through that six or eight week period that the mayor talked about, we've learned some valuable lessons on on better ways to deal with this. You know, it was our stand at, at the chamber um and and I think we have the support of most small businesses and mayor you can chime into this but we kept saying you said support well, I'm right. sure there were people who were opposed to it also Oh yeah absolutely absolutely For example there's a current person who's a restaurant owner Ralph Richards who has been in contact with the governor about you know please don't close us completely right, down right. it's hurting our bottom line and so forth did you hear negative responses or reactions? Oh, oh absolutely. To the fact that it was absolutely. Down? And that's that's what I was kind of steering toward there, Bernie, is that, you know, um, here on one end, we were being told, do not congregate, stay home. Um, and yet we were forcing people into single locations, places like Walmart or into grocery stores. Right. Instead of letting the economy spread those people out, we were putting everybody in a big box store and and saying, um, everybody be careful when you shop. Um, everybody's <laughs> in the same place. It almost kind of defeated the purpose. It, it, it almost did. And that's what we, we kept advocating for. Um, and it finally took uh, some strong action from the mayor and city council, as well as the county commission. And the chamber was certainly supportive and right there with them, urging them to do so, um, to have a, a strong conversation with the governor to, to try and get things back to where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, Bill, the situation became so serious. This was on CNN. I mean, it, yeah, was, it made know, national headlines. Yeah, you talk about and the I'm, I'm thinking it was more so because of the the high caseload as opposed to the fact that shutdowns and so forth well you, you you talk about the impact and 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 listen nobody and i don't think the mayor um, we all hurt um I, i've got friends who passed away because of the coronavirus i think as the mayor has said nobody in this community is has not been touched in one way or another by this virus okay and so our hearts still go out for those folks um and what i can tell you is that is that when you talk about the impact, that's the number one impact, the, the lives we lost, obviously. But we talk about the businesses. But let's let's talk about what was out there, like you said, on CNN and in the New York Times and right. on and on. And we, we still get calls to this day at the chamber asking if people, if they can drive through Gallup. Are we still closed down? To this day, we're still getting calls. Mm-hmm. And, Mayor, along those lines, it certainly, obviously, and I guess kind of unfortunately, brought the city exposure, indirectly or directly. Um, if people don't know where Gallup is now, they did when this coronavirus first came across and so forth. When I got into office, basically, I mean, uh, uh, we were considered the worst in the nation. In terms of what? In terms of? Of the of the, of the the virus, how many of pe- people it affected? How many how many deaths we had? We had two rather large hospitals full. Mm-hmm. We we converted a high school a new high school gym into a hospital. So yeah, from a point of view, from what I saw, yes, we were we were the worst in the nation. Mm-hmm. And like Bill said, I mean, there's nobody in Gallup that hasn't been affected by the virus. Right. Have you, Mayor, ever in your time? 
living in Gallup ever seen anything like this as far as a public health status goes and its impact on literally every aspect of the community? Not in my lifetime, none at all. I mean, and talking to, to, to people older than me, none in their lifetime have they ever seen anything like this. I mean, this is, uh, this is definitely a point of history. Our kids, our grandkids will be talking about this. Bill, same thing. You were born and raised here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we've had several health scares. This is one of well, them. You know, I think the, the only thing that would even come close, and it probably really pales in comparison that I can remember, would be the Hantavirus scare. You know, was that 20 years ago oh, or something yeah. like that? Yeah. But, uh, but beyond that, I mean, um, and it certainly didn't lead to any shutdowns or loss of economy mm-hmm. or businesses or mm-hmm. things like that. When the county and Gallup were shut down, per orders of the governor, the COVID cases, like you said, were some of the highest in the four corners in this entire area. What messages were taken from that scenario when literally the National Guard, I think, and state police were here? What messages did Gallup get out of that? And both in an economic sense and political sense, and our business leaders and politicians, have they learned something, you think, from the shutdown? And the fact that it was on national news and so forth and so on. Well, what, what lessons came out of this? What lessons can be learned? I, mean, I don't know. We're still still in school, for that matter, and <laughs> trying to figure out what exactly we do next. Uh, it, def- it got the attention, of course, the rest of the world, but it also got the attention of the rest of the state. And when the lockdown happened, it wasn't just our decision. It was it was with uh, in conference with the with President Nez, and also the president of uh, the Zuni tribe. Okay, along those lines, were there any arguments or disagreements as to go along with it or not go along with it? Because the Navajo population and the Zuni population, that's an important cog in Gallup's economy. Exactly. Was there an argument from that standpoint, meaning, hey, let's not exclude these people on one hand, but, uh, I mean, did did anyone delve into that at all from the economic standpoint of the Native Americans coming here, boosting Gallup's economy and so forth, but on the other hand, you got a public health emergency. I mean, was that talked about, weighed, or? Well, it weighed heavily on us in a sense because, I mean, uh, uh, we felt... And it was felt that Gallup was the hot spot. This is the spot that, where the contamination was. And with, uh, we closed it down on the first of the month because we knew that the forty to 50,000 people would be coming into our community. Right. And we definitely didn't want them to come in, get the virus, and take it back right. to More their family. More so on the first of the month as opposed to other days. Exactly. And you're right. Taking it back to an area, with all due respect, the Navajo Nation, which was already you know, already had a high number. The last thing anyone wanted want, wanted to do was increase that already high amount of coronavirus cases. High number and least amount of resources, right, at True. that time. Right. And, and the other thing I'll point out, um, you know, when you talk about lessons learned here, Bernie, I think we're still learning those lessons, right? Um, I will tell you, when this first all hit, um, I was still on the county commission. And Louie had just come into office, and 
we're we're being told on one on one hand, don't nobody wear a mask. Don't no do not do not do that. And then within 24 hours or 48 hours, we're hearing no. Everybody's needs to mask up, and the the amount of information that was coming, that was either false or later updated, you know. And and I don't even know that it was false. It was just what we knew at the time. But it was such a moving target. It made making decisions in any kind of leadership role. I don't care whether you were running a business, running the city, running the county, running the United States. It it, it made making decisions very difficult because we didn't have information that was reliable that we could track and count on. Right, and had never been faced right. with the caliber of this kind of situation before. Right. Um, were there business shutdowns or interruptions of service? Because of the coronavirus, Mayor, including your business, I mean, are, have have there been any slowdowns, decrease in decreases in revenue, any shutdowns or say interruptions in services or so forth? We know that the hotel industry in Gallup, the hotels in Gallup, obviously, I don't know if they shut down, but I imagine the amount of people who, you know, stayed who have stayed at Gallup Hotels over the past year, has decreased. Bill, as far as you know, any shutdowns or interruptions in service? Not only that, looming is the gross receipts, tax amounts, and so forth. Has that been impacted, Mayor, and so forth? Yeah, so... Um, Bernie, what I can tell you is that, yeah, we've, we've definitely lost some, some small businesses in the Gallup area. Uh, it's unfortunate, but, um, that was bound to happen with what, what went through our community. Um, but we've also seen some businesses that have done extraordinarily well. All right. Um, you talk about the hotel industry. We know that the hospitality industry was complete, uh, really hit hardest and whether that's, um, lodging or restaurants, um, those folks were hit very, very hard. Um, and we know that I and believe, they still, and they still haven't fully recovered. Right. I mean, and I, it's going to take some time. Right. Um, and I believe if I'm correct, mayor, you may have a better number on this, but I believe the numbers, we were down 70% in lodgers tax, um, from the hotel industry over that course of time. The lodgers tax. Yeah. It yeah, was about, way down. About 70 would be accurate. Yeah. So, so that's that's a trackable notice. I mean, when you take a seventy percent hit, which is which goes to back to what we were talking about. That's right. Lodgers the, tax being the five percent fee that hotel renters pay to right. the hoteliers, who in turn give it to the city as a right. And 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 keep in mind that during this time, during the pandemic, um, a lot of our hotels were full. But they were full with doctors and nurses who had come in from the outside. That's interesting. And after a certain amount of time, I don't remember what the length of stay is, but lodger stacks quits being charged because they're considered a more permanent resident at that point. So you don't collect lodger stacks. Even though they're staying in the hotel. Even though they're staying there. So, um, So we were full. But we weren't seeing the benefit of what we usually get, which is all money that's used to help promote and overcome things like the New York right. Times article and exactly lodgers <laughs> tax, meaning that is technically city revenue. Right. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know. But it, it, what's also interesting, though, is um, I think Louie was expecting it. I was expecting it um, to see huge swings 
um, in a negative way in our gross receipts tax. But we really haven't seen that yet. No. Um, in fact, we've had a slight bump in GRT. Now, that means that people are spending. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or they haven't stopped. There's spending. a lot of free money so, out there right. in the economy. So, so there's been no real, real serious heavy drop-off not yet. in GRT. Okay. Not yet. And that's a good thing. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's a good thing. The city certainly needs it. The county needs it. Our community needs it. Well, you know, I make it a point, too, is uh, when this epidemic, uh, we knew we had to read, we, go back over our budget. So we basically we mean in the city and so forth. The city, mm-hmm. and we anticipated that we would take a thirty percent hit on our gross receipts tax. So actually, we had had to cut the budget by thirty percent. Right. But it was actually more, as it turned out. Is that right? Uh, in other words, thirty percent was what you forecasted, but that GRT amount was actually bigger. Actually, the, yeah, the gross receipts tax, and especially in the past, probably in the past. Six months with the stimulus checks yeah. and stuff yeah. that have gone out, the grocery seats tax have uh, have come back very strongly. Right. I guess we should mention, by the same token, the state has provided municipalities dollars to sort of make up. I'm thinking for that GRT loss, not only suffered by Gallup but other cities and towns in in the state. Yes, Gallup. Uh, uh, Basically, got nine hundred thousand from uh, from the federal from the government, basically to to fill in for the grocery receipts tax. What happens now? Now that we know what we know, obviously nobody can prematurely do anything that would harm the smooth flow of business and so forth. What do we do now? Do we plan just as the situation is now, thinking this is going to be here for a while? Do we make any kind of further adjustments? What now? What what do the politicians do? What do the business leaders do now that we have what we have? And the coronavirus doesn't look like it's going anywhere. Well, any, it's here anytime, to stay. anytime soon. Right. And I, unfortunately, you're right. And I agree with you. It doesn't go anywhere. Right, it's like right. the flu. So what now, Mayor? Well, I mean, first off, we have to... We have to concentrate, concentrate basically on the services to the community, make sure that the water and wastewater uh, uh, garbage is picked up, the policing is in place, fire department. Those are the essentials that we have to keep up and maintain. Uh, what is in the future, uh, we, can only, we can only guess. Right, know. because uh, now there's a, I guess they're calling it the Delta virus, and I've heard there's a new one called the Lambda virus, which means they're going through the Greek alphabet. So it looks like it's not getting <laughs> it's not getting better. God forbid if we get the alpha. It's <laughs> a poor so, joke. <laughs> what, what, what now? Are more, I mean, obviously the city in a political precautions, more precautions have to be taken. I mean, we just can't go on like we're used to going on. Well, you know, we, 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 we want to do what's what the community really wants you know i mean uh, one of the first things that happened when this virus started breaking it was we we opened to start working with the recreation department letting people get the you know they needed to get out they need they need exercise they need social i mean we had veterans basically that uh, for example the city fitness center was closed fitness, for a it long was time closed, yeah. yes and we opened it as soon as as soon as things started breaking the aquatic center 
Uh, I mean, last week we opened up the senior yeah, citizens. I, I guess we should note also the City Fitness Center, probably top five in terms of potential city revenue. The Fitness Center? Right. I said probably. <laughs> right. <laughs> a contingent on a lot of things. But, yeah, I, I, I get your point. Um, go ahead. I interrupted you. Anyway, I mean, we'd, we'd have to maintain the services that uh, that the people that people need and expect, you know. No matter what. And no matter what, you know. And then, of course, I mean, we, we also like to say we have to take a, a, the aspect of whatever it takes to progress for this community. I mean, this past few weeks, we've had the, the uh, uh, best of the best. We've had uh, the wild yeah. thing. And those, uh, they've been all usually uh, uh, attended. So it just shows that people are wanting to get out. I imagine there are some projects at the city, big and small projects, that have been forced to the back burner because of the seriousness of things and so forth. I mean, major projects, maybe say something like water and sewer pipeline improvement something like that i mean there have been things that have been just can't cannot be done now for obvious reasons exactly i mean like i said when we cut our budget by 30 percent the the biggest effect probably were the potholes in the streets and uh, water lines our water lines uh, some of our water lines are over 100 years old and i think it's become very evident anybody driving down maloney right now or anywhere else uh, even in mossman today there's a water line break you know i mean it's uh, those are the things that we had to somewhat put on the back uh, burner and, until we could get get basically get back to normal. Bill, as far as the closing of business, businesses and the shutdowns and so forth, you, you see these uh, places that have closed and that are not doing so well, you see that rebounding at all? At some point, it, it's going to. But well, you see, you know, this business that closed and so forth, and this business that uh, you know has a revenue that isn't what it used to be, you see that changing well, anytime I, soon. I, I do. Um, Even tourism, I don't know. I, I think it's going to take. You know, um, I saw. It depends on what economist you look at, but anywhere from five to ten years for our state to make a comeback. Um, Gallup in in the past has been maybe a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of coming out of recessions, although that wasn't the way it worked the last time. Um, so I think we're in for a long haul. Um, to backtrack to your, your other question there a little bit about what can we expect in the future is what what I said, look, this thing's here for, for good now. The coronavirus isn't just magically going to go away tomorrow. It's going to be around, um, just like the flu has been. And every year the flu gets an update on, on the vaccine because there's always some kind of variant. Right. And, and the flu is a coronavirus of its own. Everybody should know that by now. Right. And so COVID-19 is just its own special cocktail. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And not a good one. So now it's got these variants and we're going to have to have and trust in our medical community to uh, stay ahead of the curve. Um, make sure that the vaccines that are provided are still effective, no matter what the variant and thankfully, we've got a medical community that does that, right? And and we know that Pfizer became fully certified by the FDA. I'm pretty confident that means the other vaccines will be receiving the same endorsement before long. And we just have to 
begin to normalize as best we can and get back on with our lives. Right. And now, I guess I've seen in the news, they're at least talking about a third vaccine shot, a booster shot, mm-hmm. which means people would be given another another shot to boost their immune systems and so forth. Yeah, they're saying the chamber, eight, months, hmm? eight months afterwards. Yeah, mm-hmm. Is the chamber taking a stand on that, encouraging people to do a there so, are some people who are against it. Some people haven't gotten either well, one you, or two doses you know, of the vaccine yet. Does the chamber it, take a stand on that? Um, I don't think so. No, I, I think it's it's a matter of personal choice. Um, listen, I, I understand people's hesitancy to not take a vaccine that wasn't fully approved by the FDA. Right. I, I get it. But something, especially <laughs> something after, had to be done. <laughs> right. Especially after the mixed messaging that came out about all of this. Right. It, it, it's I, I understand people's hesitancy. Um, we're told that younger folks really aren't at as great of risk. And so do should we be forcing vaccines on them? I you know, I don't know. I know that, you know, um, years and years ago, well before I was alive, that, you know, we had another pandemic and and uh, we were all forced to get vaccines. Right. Do I foresee a time when that may happen? Well, possibly, but I'm not going to get in that fight. That's that's a that's a fight for um, individuals to take up. When it comes to business, though, we are going to continually advocate, just like we have been over the past several weeks. Um, to your point about uh, Ralph Richards and Earls uh, making calls to the governor, we're on. Um, we actually uh, wrote let, letters, letters and calls. Yeah, yeah we're, we regularly contact the governor's office to kind of take the pulse of where things might be going. Um, we're a strong member of the Coalition of New Mexico Chamber Executives, which is over 35 chambers across the state of New Mexico who are closely watching this. And we are advocating that the governor take um, proactive steps that don't include closing our economy again. That's interesting. You know, I'm not sure what kind of steps would be taken short of, I don't think it would come to an absolute closure. It may come to something near that um, and so forth. Louis? But the closure didn't work last time. True. Well, (laughs) you said didn't work. Uh, There were a lot of resources put out. I mean, the state police... Oh yeah, National Guard. Oh, and and, 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 and internally, you're locally, talking about locally, yes, um, I believe those twelve days made a huge impact. Right. But when we're talking about you mean huge overall, impact, huge impact in terms of it broke the back. Um, I've talked to folks at RMCH and at, at GIMC, our medical professionals, who said, "Yep, that those twelve days broke the back, mm-hmm. and, and and allowed us to get our head of water so we could take a breath again." So that worked, but. Remember that was twelve days. It wasn't eighteen months that right. we it closed. It seemed longer than twelve days. Right, you're right. It was twelve days. Right. Um, what we saw was a massive closure of our economy, not only in the state right. but nationwide. And like the mayor said, Gallup had never seen anything right. like that before. Louis, along those lines, does the city plan or is the city organizing? Can even the city do such a thing? Encourage people, discourage people about the next dosage of vaccine does the city have a stand on that obviously nobody wants anybody to get sick um and everyone wants to prevent 
anything bad happening to anybody. But not everybody thinks the same. <laughs> Does the city have a stand on that at all? Well, uh, the stand the, the city is taking is... And can the city take a stand? I mean... Well, uh, yes, I guess we could. I guess mm -hmm. we could make it mandatory that all employees of the city get vaccinated, but which we haven't done. We, we leave it basically up to those individuals, and I would roughly say probably 95% of the, the city employees have been vaccinated. Uh, I can also say that the, the medical community is already planning for the booster. I mean, uh, they are they are basically getting ready. If the, if need be, they want to be ready for it, and they want to make sure that our community gets it. Right. You know, and as bad as we were, Bernie, and as much loss as we took, that's also now working in our favor. What, now, what do you mean by that? Well, think about all the people who contracted the virus who survived it in our in our community. That's a lot of people. Combine that with the fact that we have one of the highest vaccination rates in the state, in the country. Um, Gallup McKinley County is a pretty safe place now between natural immunity from having the virus and fighting it off, and fighting it off to vaccinations. Okay. We're probably in a better place than, than a lot of communities are. Right. I agree. The vaccination rate is high throughout New Mexico. Um, I, I don't really know how the bulk of people stand on this new booster shot. I personally, I'm going to think about it. Well, so so there you go, right? It's it's an individual choice. All right. All right? I know, mean, that doesn't mean I'm not going to get it. I know I'm when think about I'm, it. Watching the, I'm watching the calendar and the clock, and for <laughs> me, when my eight months is up, I'm in. Give me another shot. And if I grow a third eye or a tail or something, then maybe I'll rethink my my decision. But right. overall, you know, I think it's the right thing to do. Right, Louis. For me, mm -hmm. and and I think that you also have to consult with your 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 medical profession, and your and, and your doctor. Maybe it's not right for you, Louis. On a personal uh, stand, um, you're pro vaccine. I take it. I am. I'm pro vaccine. I'm just like him. I mean, if a third a third. Booster shot is out there. I'll be the first in line to get it. I mean, uh, uh, mainly because I, 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 I have trust in, in our uh, health. Uh, in, well, you know, I have trust basically in, in mankind. I mean, we have the most intelligent people. We have, you know, throughout the world. I mean, we, uh, we, we can build skyscrapers. We can, uh, we can find methods to handle everything. So I, I, have, I have faith in mankind for that matter. But we don't have a – well, I don't want to say we don't have a clue. We are a little dumbfounded by what to do about this. And this is the smartest of the smart. The Japanese doctors, Cuban doctors, every doctor who's really, really smart is baffled by this coronavirus. There are several theories out there. It originated in China, in a laboratory, and so forth. I've heard a theory that it actually came from animals, from bats, which when I first heard it was kind of funny. It came from somewhere. I don't know where it came from. Somehow, there's got to be some kind of way to get rid of it. Exactly. I mean, uh, I mean let's face it, uh, uh, Mankind has fought smallpox, we've uh, polio, you know. I mean, uh, a number of them. So, like I say, I have faith in mankind. I think we, I think we can overcome this at some point. You know, right. 
here's here's the other important piece, and I I don't know uh, how how the mayor will feel about this. But in order to really continue to make positive advances in this, the one thing that I know has got to happen is we have to remove the politics from it because it has become um, extremely political and divisive on an, on, in our on country. On a national level, not just yeah. – Yes, right. yes. That's driven a lot of what we see happening. And um, – I don't think we've ever seen that before in our country. And that kind of divisiveness um, will get us nowhere. It'll make us weaker, not stronger. And I agree with you there. I mean, we saw that. I mean, you could almost tell what the, what, what the individual states were going to do by whether their governor was Republican or Democrat. And that's still that. That's still true, thinking, right, exactly right. true to this day. That's mm-hmm. why I say we have to we have to get the politics out of this thing. It has to be strictly the science. And and if I'm being honest, the science hasn't even been right all along here, right? They've stumbled as well because nobody's ever dealt with this. It's brand new. I get it. But politics mixed into the equation doesn't make anything any easier. True. And I'm talking to two Democrats, by the way. We don't have a... Republican person in the room. <laughs> okay, Bill, final comments. The coronavirus, Gallup, McKinley County, and so forth, businesses and so forth. Uh, you know, where do we go from here? Where, where, Is there a path upward and out? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if, if you... If you ask anybody in Gallup what our what our best resource is, nine out of ten people are going to tell you our people. We got great people here, people who want to see not only their families thrive and survive, but their neighbors thrive and survive. And so, our people are going to lift us up. We're going to continue to go on. We're going to make we're going to make some mistakes along the way. There's no doubt about that. But I really believe in this community. I always have. Um, I've, I've left here four times, and four times I've come back because I love this place. And people who live here truly love it. And, and they will make a difference. And, and we'll find a way out of this. Will it be a perfect way? Maybe not. Will it be the right pathway? I certainly hope so, and I have faith that it will be. Louis? Well, I, everything he said, I, I, I couldn't do it as eloquent as he did it, for sure. You know, I mean, uh, but uh, no, we have, a, we have a very unusual community. And we have a, a very unusual clientele. Like you said, uh, the, this is a regional shopping area. The people that come into Gallup are, are probably the most loyal customers that anybody could have. And it, uh, it, it speaks a lot for the community. I mean, uh, uh, it's I like I say I I've lived here my whole life you know I'm, I'm one of those people that he, he was just mentioned that love it you know I mean I couldn't think of living anywhere else right you were you were also a city council member fifteen years twelve years twelve years so you know you've seen Gallup for what it is over the years we've been talking with. Gallup Chamber, McKinley County, Gallup 
Chamber Director Bill Lee and Mayor Louis Bonaguidi about the coronavirus and Gallup's economy and Gallup's political scene. KGLP 91.7 Bernie Dodson, The News Hour.